Family, it's Friday, and there is a huge show today because there is a breaking announcement in sports. Dak Prescott, he has officially been named a second-team All-Pro. Got an All-Pro at this desk, and we all know that's hard to do. Here is the All-Pro teams. This means you are the best of the best of the best of the best in all of football. Lamar Jackson, he was first team. Dak Prescott, he was second team. Y'all can see the rest of this list. We're talking about guys like CeeDee Lamb, guys like Tyreek Hill. This name here, I believe, Amon Ross St. Brown, he's up there. Guys like George Kittle and Dak Prescott. Prescott found himself amongst the best of the best in all of the National Football League. Now, I got somebody who was the best of the best of the best of the best in all of the National Football League. And this individual, LaShawn Shady McCoy, you've been very critical, honest about Dak Prescott. The whole world is waiting for the answer to this question I'm going to ask you. Shady, is it officially time? Second team all pro. It's hard to do. It is hard to do. Is it officially time for you to give Dak Prescott more respect? The floor is yours. Not for sure. I, I think he's earned it this year to give him more respect. Now, I think one thing about playing at an elite level, it's hard to do for sure, and he's done that this year. Mm. But it's even harder to stay at that elite level, right? I mean, second second team, second team. Why are you saying right? it like that? No, I'm just saying. I'm I was just wondering, like, why are you saying like it like that? Second team is one behind somebody, uh-huh. right? Um, and I think that... still hard to do. Hard to do. No, no, it is hard to do. No, and I said that. It's hard to do. And, and that's why I'm giving him a little bit more credit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's eighth, eighth year? Eighth year in the league. Eighth year. And he's made an all-pro in his eighth year. He had some time. <laughs> he had some time, and it finally came together. So I give him credit for that. I, I think Dak is playing at elite, elite level right now. But, I mean, we got to see it more often. Sure, so but really Shady, Shady, at elite level. Shady, that's all I'm today. Today, Today. when Dak Prescott has proven to be better than every quarterback in football Mm. this year except for one. Lamar Jackson. And that's why. And that's How why, impressive. It is impressive. That's why I said that I, I will give him more credit, mm-hmm. right? But to get that full credit, mm-hmm. the way we look at Josh Allen, the way we look at um, um, Lamar Jackson, because mm-hmm. we don't look at Dak Prescott. Even with this All-Pro, you don't look at him in the same breath as them guys do. Yeah, he got to make a run in the playoffs. Make a run. You see what I'm saying? So it has to be some extra for us to give him that super credit that, that you want to give him. Yeah. Now, what about you know? people who are going to say, well, Shay, you moving goalposts? Because everybody's been waiting for you to give Dak Prescott, <laughs> who you recently said was. I just gave him, I just gave him love. I just said that he's having a, 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 a solid elite year, and I give him more credit. Okay. But to give him that full, that full I can't look at him. I got to look at Josh Allen. Now, let's, now, since, we, since, you, now since you guys want to bring it up and all that, you can't wait to ask me. I see you in your chest. Can't wait to ask me that question. Mm. Cool. <laughs> Where do you think Josh Allen should be at? Because you do have an all-pro vote, right? Yes, sir. So, so if Lamar Jackson is going to be the MVP, so he has to be first-team all-pro. That's mm-hmm. how that works. And then, then Dak Prescott had a great year, right? Mm-hmm. So he got – what about Josh Allen? Josh has never got an all-pro, I believe, right? I believe, no, he has a second. He yeah, has a second he got one. pro. So, yeah. I'm, so I'm going to ask you, Mr. Voter, because you can't wait to ask yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, of course. You see that? Yeah. When an instigator gets pulled on the spot, it's a new thing. Right? He couldn't wait to ask me that question, Joey. So we're going to ask you. Instigator. Does Josh Allen deserve to be an all-pro? No, sir, not this year, sir. Not at all, oh. sir. Uh, not, not because Lamar Jackson obviously should be a first-team All-Pro. Dak Prescott had a better year than Josh Allen. Josh Allen had more total touchdowns, but he obviously had a lot more turnovers. Dak Prescott's team is a two-seed like Josh Allen's team is a two-seed. But Dak Prescott, he wasn't sitting there having to win the last six consecutive games to get it done. He put himself ahead of everybody else going into the final stretch. He had to beat the Eagles. He beat the Eagles. And ultimately, I don't think there's even a conversation. So, so real quick, before I get done with this conversation. So, sir. As a as an all pro voter, yes sir. Right, I'm trying to figure this out. So, what do you vote on a quarterback? Is it is it the stats? Does that matter at all? Stats and eye test. Stats and eye test. Okay. When I looked at both. And what about and then the team success matter at all? Too? Of course. Okay. Yes. So, yes, would you say that Lamar Jackson having a better year than, than Josh Allen? Yeah. 
I'll say Lamar's having a better year than Josh Allen. Uh, James Jones, let me come to you on the far end. Not going to say what? I mean, Lamar's having a better year than Josh Allen because his team has been much better. But individually, Lamar Jackson has been less of a detriment to the Baltimore Ravens than Josh Allen has been a detriment to the Buffalo Bills. Mm. Lamar Jackson has never hurt the Baltimore Ravens. Josh Allen, you can start with week one. You can continue throughout the course of the season. Josh Allen has hurt the Buffalo Bills, though he has saved them as well. James Jones, Mm. you love you some Dak Prescott, rightfully so. Rightfully so. Shady, does he uh, does he officially the time to get more respect? Yes, it is time for Shady to put some more respect on Dak Prescott's name, but it's not time for the world to put some more respect on Dak Prescott's name just yet because Dak Prescott has to make a run in this playoffs, right? Because this all pro is cool, right? Hard to do. I never did it, right? Never smelt it, right? Shady has. First team all pro. That's why he said second. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, saying, we know Shady now over here on his desk, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, if you, are the second, if you are voted the second best quarterback in the National Football League, that's an honor. Right. Uh, I mean, I don't care who the first one is in front of you. That's an honor to be the number two. So Shady has been really, really critical on Dak Prescott, really tough on Dak Prescott. And Dak Prescott has earned some of that. And I I believe Dak Prescott has not earned some of that. But he's been critical on him. So I think Shady does need to put a little bit more respect on Dak Prescott's name. But as for us being up here and the fans and the world watching, this is time now, Dak. Mm. All pro. You playing at an all pro level. They just put a stamp on that. And now you got two home games if you handle this first one at home and you playing really at an MVP level. Like, this is the time for you to go put your stamp on. I'm that type of elite quarterback in the National Football League that could take my team to these type games. And when we get to these type games, I'm that type of quarterback that can deliver yep. in these type games. Not my defense playing well, not none of that other stuff to coach well, running the ball well. We win because of me and the way I played. And he has an opportunity on what is it Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Sunday to let the world I'm know Fox. that. <laughs> on Fox. On Fox to let the world know that I'm all pro for a reason and I'm about to make a run in these players. Joy, break it down. Who are you picking in the, in the uh, game? Ah, you see. You see. So you don't think you don't think Shady should put that much respect you know, on it because you should it's put a, respect if on. But your I've been loyal. <laughs> I've been loyal to the soil all year long. I can't. I hear you. I hear you. Um, I think he just did. I think he did. And. Look, this is great for Dak. I love it for him. He deserves it. He's had an incredible year, the best year of his career. And it's a huge thing to be able to say. We said it about Jalen Hurts last year and most of this year until things fell apart. He was all pro last year. It's hard to do. It's hard to be the second best quarterback in football. When you have guys like Josh Allen available, when you have guys like Brock Purdy have the season Mm -hmm. that he had. So I think it's a huge thing to say. I think it's a good starting point for a legacy run for Dak Prescott if he has that. If he goes on this run in the postseason, like many people expect him to do, on top of being named All-Pro, what James just said really matters. You're winning because of Dak Prescott. Despite all the other All-Pros and all the Pro Bowls that the rest of his roster has, because this is a really, really good roster, and he's playing alongside some great players, for you to also be All-Pro validates that you are contributing at the highest level. You're not just relying on Zeke, which was the story at the beginning of his career. You're not just relying on CeeDee Lamb, which was the story last year. This year, we're seeing Dak play a different version of football. So I do think this has been this is an incredible honor. He should feel great about it. And on top of all of everything that he's done last year, this year, I also think it's impressive for him to do that coming off of the year he had last year, mm-hmm. which 
if you, if you zoom out, wasn't a bad year. He just really struggled with turnovers. He got a lot of criticism for it. They definitely lost games because of it. And then you had the turnover from Kellen Moore to Mike McCarthy. So I think this is a great, great point of validation for Mike McCarthy, for him to step in. He had a lot of questions about what that was going to look like. Zach has had the best year of his career, got named all pro. Mm. They have a game, a home game where they won 15 in a row. Mm. I think it's a brilliant position for the Cowboys. You, you mentioned Mike McCarthy. James, I think there's a lot of pressure on Mike McCarthy, your former head coach. Shady, I, I think there's a lot of pressure on Mike McCarthy. I don't think Mike McCarthy can afford to lose this game. Mm. I don't want to say that his job is on the line, but I would be ignorant if I didn't at least mention the fact that Cowboys McCarthy ain't safe if you lose this game. Can't be safe. There's not a world in which Mike McCarthy can lose to the Green Bay Packers, the same Packers team that beat the Cowboys in the 2014 playoffs, Mm -hmm. the same Packers that beat the Cowboys in the 2016 playoffs, at the hand of Mike McCarthy. If Mike McCarthy loses, there's absolutely a chance that he could and will be gone. Uh, Yesterday, Shady and I spent this whole show saying, you got to go younger. You got to go younger. You got to go younger. The Packers replaced Mike McCarthy with somebody younger. LaFleur, somebody from that McVeigh Shanahan tree, somebody who is in the next generation of coaches. Mm -hmm. If LaFleur replaces McCarthy, beats McCarthy, Mm -hmm. LaFleur who replaced McCarthy had more success than McCarthy in Green Bay during McCarthy's last tenure there. Obviously, McCarthy won a Super Bowl. Not taking that away from him at all whatsoever, not doing that. But if you let LaFleur beat you with Jordan Love... Uh. Oh, your job on the line. Your job is in jeopardy. But, James, you played for McCarthy. You know him well. Is his job on the line in the playoffs? I mean, you make a lot of sense. You do. uh, Because, you know, I think the main thing is winning championships. But when you look at what Coach Mike has done since he's been with the Dallas Cowboys, two division titles, 12 wins, 12 wins, 12 wins, right? Two to playoffs. Won a playoff game last year. Like, Mike came in there and really turned that whole thing around. Got your best player, and y'all argue with me, but got your best player playing at an all-pro level. The player that everybody said was holding the Dallas Cowboys back. Now, all of a sudden, he's an all-pro player. This is Coach Mike. All right, Joy Joy touched on it. When Coach Mike took over, everybody was like, what is the Dallas Cowboys doing? Kellen Moore is one of the best offensive coordinators in the business. Mike had a plan on how he wanted Dak Prescott to play the game. Mike is a heck of a football coach, and to think that you to win a division and win this many games consistently and lose in the playoffs and your job be fired, I don't know what Jerry Jones wants. I know you want championships, but this is how you build on that, right? So, you know, if Coach Mike lose, I still think it's crazy to think that his job will be on the line, but I would not be surprised. Mm. Well said, well way to end it. Jordan, what do you think? McCarthy. Can he go one and done in his job on the line this weekend? I mean, I hope so. I don't hope they go one and done, but, like, I I hope that he would be able to keep his job. Now, it's the Cowboys, so anything's on the table, but... Jerry don't really go through coaches like that. I mean, Jason Garrett was there for nine and a half seasons. He had two seasons with 12-plus wins. In four seasons, McCarthy has three straight seasons with 12-plus wins. He has a way better regular season winning percentage than him. Already has two NFC East titles and nine and a half seasons. Jason Garrett had three. And he has a playoff win. He, and he has Zach Prescott as an all-pro this year, and they've got two home games. What more do you want? Now, if they go out and it's some huge coaching blunder, some mm-hmm. situational football thing that you can absolutely point to the coaches, maybe. But I, I'm not a fan of cycling through personnel at the coaching position, especially if you are doing a consistently good job. If you're losing coordinators and able to make your, your best player in that side of the ball better, I, 
I don't know what you're asking for. I understand the Cowboys have Super Bowl aspirations. They do every single year. But you, what, you have to handle business during the regular season as well. So to blow everything up, I, for, especially after the season that Dak Prescott just had, yeah. would seem crazy to me. I don't think it's possible. Hmm. You're not going to fire Mike. You think zero chance. Zero chance. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you just talked about, I was about to say the same thing with, with Garrett. Like, I was there around that time. He, he wasn't doing nothing special. They kept him around, I guess, because he played there. I don't know. I look at Mike McCarthy. He's a way better coach than Garrett, right? And I think the things he's done. So, for example, when you, when you decided to move on um, from your old coordinator that went to the Chargers. Calamore. Uh, Calamore, mm-hmm. right? And you say, you know what? I'm going to take over the, the offensive responsibilities. That put, like, a whole red flag on. Okay, well, what you going to do? Mm-hmm. And then he showed up. I've never seen Dak Prescott look so good, yeah. so confident, knows where he wants to go with the ball, and a lot of that gives a lot of credit to Mike McCarthy. If you just watch what he did with Dak Prescott, if you watch the beginning of the year, it was so conservative. Yep. We're going to run this ball. We're, gonna, we're not going to throw the ball deep. Let's keep it safe. My, my quarterback last year threw a lot of picks, like picks on picks on picks. Let's take our time. And that's what he did. And each week, you see the playbook getting bigger and bigger and bigger, right? Brandon Cooks can't, comes along. He didn't, they didn't use him at all in the, early in this season. Mm-hmm. Now you see him taking shots deep, getting involved in the offense. C.D. Lamb. I always thought C.D. Was, was a dope wide receiver. People hate on C.D., but I always like C.D. Lamb. Mm-hmm. You watch him now, he's everywhere, outside, inside, in the backfield, motion out. So a lot of that has to give a lot of credit to Mike McCarthy. And when you look at him as an as a overall coach, yeah, he's the head coach, but also I think a big part of, off, of that team is the offense and the things he's done with Dak Prescott, your future and franchise quarterback. Let me push back, though, because what do you want Mike McCarthy to do is not just be better than Jason Garrett. You want Mike McCarthy to be one of the best coaches in football. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's what you want Mike McCarthy mm-hmm. to do. Being better than Jason Garrett is cool, but you want the best. Furthermore, Mike McCarthy, if he goes one and done, he's still yet to do anything Jason Garrett hasn't done. Tony Romo made a second-team All-Pro one time. Mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy been the coach of the Cowboys for four years. Dak Prescott's made a second-team All-Pro one time. Mm-hmm. Jason Garrett had a 12-win season. Mike McCarthy had a 12-win season. Jason Garrett was first in the division. Mike McCarthy still yet to be first in the division. So, mind you, Mike McCarthy's only been here for four years, but we all know four years in the NFL, it is a fairly long time in football. So with all that being said, James, coming back to you, it's like, Jerry Jones said, we'll see how each game goes in the playoffs, close quote. Mm-hmm. What Jerry Jones said about four days ago regarding Mike McCarthy. If you go one and done, Mm -hmm. what's the reason to keep Mike? Like, if you go one and done, what is Mike doing for you that Jason Garrett wasn't doing for you? Getting you a two seed instead of a three seed? Getting you a two seed instead of a five seed? You hired Mike to beat the Packers. Mm -hmm. You hired Mike to do more than just get you to the playoffs. Speak on that. Well, first off, like Shady said, uh, Coach Mike is a way better coach than Jason Garrett. Right. Absolutely. If you look at what Coach Mike has done since he has come to the Dallas Cowboys. Right. I'm talking about from players. I'm talking about from coaches around him. Coach Mike has changed the culture in Dallas. When you look at the players on the football field. Yes. C.D. Lamb was dominant. He wasn't like this. No, Not at all. Yes. Dak Prescott was above average quarterback. Like y'all said, he wasn't playing like this. Like, Mike McCarthy came in there and he said, this is what we need. He's drafted a bunch of really good players since he's been there. He's getting the best out of these players since he's been there. And a lot of this is turning into wins, right? You can't, you can't, you can't even knock or sugarcoat 12 wins, 12 wins, 12 wins. That's big time, right? It ain't too many coaches that comes in and changes around a program and just wins like that. Coach Mike has done that. So when I talk about a coach and if he does go one and done, who are you going to get that's going to do a better job than Mike? I think that's the question that as an owner, you got to ask yourself like, okay, yeah, Mike went to the playoffs. Mike did all these great things in four years. Who am I bringing in here that's just going to come in here in two years and get us to the Super Bowl? I guess my question would then be if LaFleur beats Mike McCarthy, 
that thought goes into Jerry Jones' head. Like, a young guy. Mike McCarthy's the third oldest head coach in football now. If LaFleur beats Mike McCarthy, then that thought instantly goes into, who you gonna get better? Oh, a young guy. Because this young guy, Matt LaFleur, just beat us in our house as a two seed with a significantly worse team. I guess that would be Jerry Jones' response, potentially. Uh, okay, we're getting a little crazy with the age thing. <laughs> like, Mike McCarthy is not, not LaFleur's age, but Mike, Mike McCarthy is cool. He's, he's not old. He's not an old man. And the purpose of bringing in a young guy is to do what? Like, be innovative good offense offensively. How much more innovative do you want to be than second team all pro, first team all pro wide receiver, and everybody else that's all pro all over the team? How much more innovative do you want to be? LaFleur's quarterback ain't first team, second team all pro, 15, 16, 17. Which team is Jordan Love on all pro? Which, which, how far down did we go? Like, no diss to, to Jordan Love and LaFleur, but like, the Dallas Cowboys are operate, operating on a different level than the Green Bay Packers, despite the fact that LaFleur is, is younger. What you would bring in a younger coach to do is exactly what McCarthy is doing. He is the first coach in Cowboys franchise history to have three straight seasons with 12-plus wins. Mm. So doesn't that mean he needs to win this game even more? Because the whole crux of this conversation is predicated upon if he loses. I'm not arguing for losing. I'm not, like, advocating for that. I'm just saying that the panic and the, the, the instant reaction to, well, we need a young guy. Like, a young guy to do what? To go to the Super Bowl? Do we think LaFleur is going to the Super Bowl this year? No. But if he, if he can beat McCarthy, then my thought then is so, he already out-coaching him. So that means no coach is safe then. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I'm just saying, like, what Mike has done, like 12 wins, what she just said. Three straight seasons. Three straight seasons. Wins. Nobody in Cowboys history has ever done that. So you winning, you came over here and, and, and did something that nobody else did. So that means Niners, that means McVay, that means all these play, What about one playoff win in four years? Because I would think that's the more damning stat. Three straight wins, three straight 12-win seasons is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. But, Shady, you know if they lose – to the Packers, that's a one in three playoff record. You would have lost at home to the Niners. You would have lost on the road to the Niners, and you would have lost at home to the Packers. Your one win would have been against Tom Brady in his last year. Can he afford it? Can he afford it? Like, can if he if he loses, are you going to change your opinion of him? No, I, I, I wouldn't. I mean, this is this is the Cowboys. Like, they've been great in the playoffs. They haven't, you know. And the quarterback, we talk about him. He has it. Mike McCarthy, even with the Packers, he hasn't, right? So it's like, what all do you offer him? When you take over the offensive coordinator job and you, and you show out the way he showed out, that's a plus that you put in, in your pocket, right? I think that the way he got his team playing, that's a plus. So I just feel like the McCarthy era, the time he's there, he has a chance to get a Super Bowl. He has the talent and the players and the coaches. I just can't say if you lose this game, is it over for him? Fair. Well, McCarthy's under a little bit of pressure at a minimum, but which quarterbacks are under the most pressure this weekend? I'm going to give you all my pick six. The six quarterbacks under the most pressure. Y'all will be surprised by who I left off of that list, and everybody will weigh in with theirs. Where does your favorite quarterback rank? Come back for that conversation. Remember, check us out every day. Fox Sports Channel on Sirius XM. Yo, the pressure is on. Several quarterbacks going into the playoffs. This is where you make a name for yourself. This is where you make your mark. The most high-intense games. Let's find out which quarterbacks are under the most pressure. I got my pick six right here. At number six, I'm going with Patrick Mahomes. Everybody knows how great of a player he is. He is arguably the greatest or will end up as the greatest quarterback in the history of the National Football League when you compare talent and titles. So, Josh 
Patrick Mahomes under a whole lot of pressure. At number five, Jalen Hurts. See, I think Jalen Hurts has to get it done. He was a second-team All-Pro last year, and this year, what in the world has really gone on? All those interceptions, 15 of them, 20 turnovers in total, you can clear it all up if you make a run. At number four, Matthew Stafford. See, Matthew Stafford is playing his first playoff game in Detroit. But remember, he was the number one overall pick by the Detroit Lions just about 12 to 14 years ago. Matthew Stafford going back home. Many Detroit faithful are banning people from wearing old Stafford jerseys in the stadium. Stafford has to show off and show out at number three to a tongue of Iowa. They picked up his fifth year option, but he ain't really gotten that real paper yet, family. Tua is going to feel all of the pressure, and I hope it keeps him warm because it's bound to be cold in Kansas City. At number two, Truly, this person could be number one, Jared Goff. I mean, Jared Goff is going to go up against the team that traded him away and then won the Super Bowl after they traded him away. He's going to go up against the quarterback that his coach said was better than him. Jared Goff has the opportunity to atone for the sins of the Rams, and will he do it? Will he show up and show out? But at number one, it's the person we just talked about, Dak Prescott, All-Pro. It's hard to do if you're that good. You cannot go two and five in the playoffs. You can't do it. You're sitting at two and four right now. You need to win a playoff game, Dak Prescott. You just got named the second best quarterback in football. These are my six quarterbacks under the most pressure. Gosh, this list was difficult. It's a difficult list, Roy Taylor. I got to be honest. It was a difficult list. I don't think I got it right, but it's my list. It's subjective, so I can't be wrong. Which quarterback to you, though, Joy, will be under the most pressure this weekend? Uh, for me, it's Josh Allen, Josh. who I don't see up there. Ooh, there not. was a lot of nuggets up there, by the way. Great presentation. So did you say that they're not letting people wear Stafford jerseys? The Lions mm. faithful are trying to ban people from wearing uh, Stafford jerseys. Stafford being good to them, man. I, I ain't going to tell people how to act in Detroit, but... <laughs> Okay. Good to them. Anyway. <laughs> Josh Allen. Well, to me, I'm looking at, when you say under pressure, obviously it's subjective, so we're all probably going to have different answers. But I think of what, what's going to be the biggest bleep show mm. if it goes bad, right? So uh, I would agree Dak is definitely very high up there. But to me, it's Josh Allen. Yeah. Who are you going against? Mm. First of all, you put yourself in this position to have to go completely playoff mode yeah. through the last six games of the season. And you did great. And you look great, and we feel like you're back on top, and you're playing at a high level. You can't lose to the Steelers. Mm. Yeah. We're talking about that. We're talking about Mason. Dallas can't lose, <laughs> lose to the floor and Jordan Love. You can't lose to the Steelers on their third quarterback. Mm. What? It Mike Tomlin in the hot seat? Can't do it. They're not even healthy. Yeah, yeah. TJ, no, TJ. Not at home. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, that's gonna be rough. That's gonna look icky. Yeah. <laughs> that's gonna. We're gonna. Mm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that. I don't like that one. I don't like that season. I don't like how that turned out. No there, this is the game that everyone is expecting to be just yeah, be a down. wash, you know, and, and, and I don't think it will be because I think that Mike Tomlin is an excellent coach. I still think that the Bills are going to win and win, you know, convincingly, but you can't lose this game. That, to me, if that happens, I mean... Because we can't even picture it. Can you even no, picture no, 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 it? No, 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 no. I think the Bills are going to win. Of hands. course, of course, hands. everyone does. But if that happens, how bad is that going to look? And we can't look back on how the season started mm. because the expectations have now changed for them. Mm. We're that's, talking about they're on a crash course to the AFC Championship. That's year. a good one. That's a good one. Shady, where are you at? Which quarterback is under the most pressure? You played with Mahomes in the playoffs. You played with Brady in the playoffs. You've played with the greats. Which quarterback's under the most pressure? Yeah, I do know this is the playoffs, right? Playoffs. Like, mm -hmm. Anything can happen. I mean, I, I know the records or whatever they are, but like, 
It is the playoffs. We've seen worse things happen. Um, I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. I and mean, when I got all the quarterbacks in the playoffs, who's playing the worst of all of them? Yeah. With expectations, Jalen mm-hmm. Hurts. Right? And, he's, and he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. That's a mm-hmm. good point. So that's why I'm picking Jalen Hurts. And that's my boy. That's my yeah. team. But I'm, I'm putting the pressure and the most on him because mm-hmm. we need to see it. Yeah. Every week we've been – even when we were winning games, we're we not playing our standard. We're not playing good enough. It's everybody. It's not just Jalen. Mm-hmm. Everybody on the Eagles. We're at this point, right? Mm-hmm. End of the season. We lose to weak teams. Bad teams. Teams that's trying to get Caleb Williams. Don't, yep. That don't want to win. We lose to them. So it's like, what's Jalen Hurts going to do? I'm putting pressure on him because he's that good. If he wasn't that good, I wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. Now, you're going against the Bucs. They're not a great team, right? They, 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 they kind of like stuck in the playoffs. Yeah. Nine and eight. They barely got in the playoffs. Like nine and eight? You in the playoffs? You... Okay, anyway, we'll play. That's what it is. So I think going against Baker Mayfield, who I think you're way better than, mm-hmm. right? I think that the Bucs team, they found a way to get in the playoffs, but they're not that good of a team. Yep. Got a lot of talent. But they're not good as a team. Yeah. We should win this game. If we don't win this game, I'm putting all the pressure on Jalen Hurts. Shady, you've been in Philadelphia. You know Philadelphia media. You know Berman. You know McLean. You know it's uh, a Eskin, tough, it's you know a all tough place of them. to play. It's a tough place to play, an even tougher place to lose. That's if Jalen Hurts doesn't do well, like, what are the ramifications? You've been a superstar oh, in Philadelphia before. I don't even think like that, but since you asked, listen. Like, what are the ramifications? <laughs> if, 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 not even we. If Jalen Hurts loses this game, mm-hmm. right? Because, right? you know, the quarterback is a win and lose mm-hmm. record. And Philadelphia, you think it was bad for Ben Simmons when he left, when he mm. kind of ran out there crying and leaving the Sixers because it get like that. If you don't have that thick skin in Philadelphia, you will not last long. Fans, old ladies, old men, trans, anybody, they care about the Eagles. That's the, if they lose this game, the whole city is like, is like devastated, right? Yeah. So the papers going to come out. Did we pay him too much? Mm-hmm. Was he worth it? Mm-hmm. Was it a one-hit wonder? Like, they going all these type of things. That's what Philadelphia that's what is. I know. Right? I know. So, so I mean, even me, they, had, they questioned me. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so <laughs> if he don't win, it's going to be a lot of pressure. Now, I still think he's our quarterback. I still think he's our guy, right? And I'm rooting for him. But if you ask me, if he loses this game, how the media going to take it? It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. Yeah. You're going to hear about it. Man, I'm looking at your list. Your list is pretty good. A lot of dudes under well, pressure. But I'm looking at Patty Mahomes, who goes to the Super Bowl um, like it ain't nothing. Uh-huh. Right? Then I'm looking at Jalen Hurts, who just came from the Super Bowl. Yep, that's true. Uh, Matthew Stafford, been to the Super Bowl won and won it. Yes, sir, um, Jared Goff, been to the Super Bowl. He has been right? there. Dak Prescott. Been to the... Yeah, there we go. All the pressure in the world is on Dak Prescott. Number one, Mm. we just had a segment. You are all pro. So when you take that football field, everybody going to say this is our all pro quarterback. Number two, you got that star on the side of you. That's true. So more pressure, more money, more problems, anything you want to talk about, more, 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 come with putting on that helmet and that uniform. Dak Prescott got to deliver if Dak goes all pro and Dak was in the MVP race and he go out here to the Green Bay Packers and go one and done and it's his fault, mm. ooh-wee. You're talking about a segment on TV we're going to have. I probably ain't going to come because yeah, Shady's I was about to say it. I will not kill him if that happens. I mean, it, it, it took, no, it took for eight years to get your first, second team all pro. Shady. No. Shady, you on, on, on God, I walked in here today <laughs> And I'm like, sometimes I just be like visualizing stuff like in the future, like what would happen? And I imagine coming in after the Cowboys lose and I could hear yeah. your voice Not in me. my head. <laughs> what I, do I, you mean? But see, for I, me, I, I didn't I, I even... I've gave that credit. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> e- even though it took eight years to finally reach an all-pro, second-team all-pro at that, that's, 
that's a step in progress yeah. of doing good. Right. You know what I'm saying? That some guys, some of the great guys, it, it's like quicker. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> me, first team, third year. Like, what's it? It take that long. You know what I'm saying? But everybody's different. Everybody's different. My counselor tells me all the yeah. time. She's LaShawn, you know what? Everybody's different. You may see things different than other person. So with that Prescott, it may took him a little longer yeah. to reach to this level, but he's there. Shady. So two and five in the yeah. playoffs. That like this two and five in the playoffs. The doggy dog world. Yeah. See, for me, I didn't even hear the voice. I didn't even hear the voice. I just the, the facial expression. No, I hear I could hear it. I, I could see it. Like I'm for that. It's not personal with that press. I know it's not. I, I know I it's want, not, Shady. I want him oh, to man. win this game. You know what? I'm gonna go a little farther. I'm gonna bet money mm. that the Cowboys win this game. Mm. Right? He's gonna be on my parlay ticket. Right? You know, I love it. Yeah. I'm here for it. Well, the Patriots, they found their new coach immediately. Bill Belichick, he stepped down or got parted ways with yesterday, and Gerard Mayo has been named. It's the breaking news of the day. Gerard Mayo replacing one of the greatest coaches to have ever lived. But, family, did the Patriots get it right, y'all? Or did they rush to get the wrong decision? Oh, we got to break this one down next on Speed. It was a historical week because Bill Belichick, one of the greatest coaches ever, parted ways with the Patriots. Well, they have officially hired Gerard Mayo, former linebacker, first-round pick for the Patriots. Played there for about eight years, 2008 to 15. He was rookie of the year, two-time Pro Bowler, All-Pro, Super Bowl champ, and he's been the Patriots' inside backers coach for the last four years and change. He also had a defensive coordinating title as well. Not sure if he called plays, not sure if he didn't. Shady, I saw on social media that you were happy with this decision, yeah. but break it down. Did the Patriots get it right with the new hire, because this is huge. You know, I, I actually like the hire. Um, for some reasons, then some reasons I am kind of a little concerned, but that's with everything, because you don't know what's going to happen. But um, first of all, as a black coach, we need way more black <laughs> coaches, especially players that played the game. They went through it. They know from inside the locker room, on the field, they give you them experiences. And another thing is I, I just feel like it's time. I, I think he's been around enough to know what's going on. The only thing I'm worried about is just when you fire a coach, that's been there for so long in that organization, and you hire somebody that's just been underneath him for so long, it's like, are we bringing the same coach? Mm. That's the only thing I'm worried well about. Said. But other than that, I, I love the movie. He's younger. He can really relate to the players, and he's been in the locker room. He's been in that uniform. He knows what it feels like to, to play the game, so I'm happy for him. Shady, let me elaborate on your point, big dog, because you said something I was thinking earlier today. I love the move. One, you hire a former player. I love that. Players know how to relate better. Mm. They understand the culture better, all of that. But my concern is this, and it's very potent, if you will. Gerard Mayo knows nothing besides the Patriot way. He was drafted by the Patriots by Bill Belichick. And then his only coaching experience is Bill Belichick's. Mm -hmm. So Gerard Mayo is always going to default to his only knowledge, which is the Patriot way. We've all been in relationships with individuals who only know how to operate based on the relationship they have seen. So if their parents argue, they argue. Their parents was peaceful, they was peaceful. Whatever the case may be, like, if they don't have any other relationship that's experience, that's, that's how they are going to operate. Yeah. So Mayo only knows, okay, Monday's going to be our off day, Tuesday we're going to watch film, Wednesday we're going to get it going. But what if Monday you should watch film, Tuesday should be the off day? What if there's a better way to do things, but he doesn't know that better way? I'll speak to my experience. I was privileged to be a part of the New York Giants organization, Tom Coughlin. If you're not five minutes early, you're late. Oh, yeah, I got caught with that. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But then I also played, Pat Shermer was my head coach that drafted me. Completely different laxed uh, approach. Then Chip Kelly, totally different. Chip Kelly turned everything on his head. On Saturday practice before a Sunday game, you're supposed to do a walkthrough. Chip Kelly had a sprint mm. because his mindset was Olympic sprinters, they 
they do a flush, a, a walkthrough type of flush. They get their body going before the games. On Friday with Chip, we did an 80-play walkthrough. Typically, organizations, on Friday, you're doing a little more and you walk through on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Most organizations, on Monday, that's your practice day. Tuesday's your off day. Mm-hmm. But with Chip, Monday was our off day. Tuesday was our practice day. Mm. So I just have different experiences from being in different places. So if I were to ever coach, I'd have an amalgamation of all my experiences. Mayo only has one, James. That's my concern. But see, that's why, I mean, I love the hire, number one. But that's why I think it's a great hire because he's been in this building and that is all he knows. But he sat in that locker room and he sat next to dudes like you like, uh, I don't like y'all Bill doing that, man. Why would, why so I truly believe, like, number one, this is a great hire because he is going to come in here. And, yes, some of the stuff is going to stay, stay the same because he's going to like some stuff that Bill did. But some of the stuff is going to be different because even playing for Bill, coaching for Bill, it's certain things that you want to change. I've been a part of coaching changes and all that. And each time a coach comes in, a coach is like, this is what we're changing. I already had that on my mind uh, even when Bill was the head coach. If I was able to head coach, this is what I'm going to change. So he's going to come in there and change stuff. But for me, it's all about him being able to get players there. When you talk about a young coach that played the game, when you think about the Patriots and Bill Belichick, a lot of the guys say they don't want to go to the Patriots because the Patriot way. Now you get a player in there, and now when you come in here on these visits, you got a player talking to you. This is how we're going to do it. So I think this hire is going to be able to attract some free agents and some guys that I want to come play there and play for Mayo. I think it's an excellent hire. But you never had a, a player that played underneath one person or one coach or one defense that that's what he knows. So mm-hmm. even if guys are going back and forth, at the end of the day, man, I, this is what I know. I'm yeah. doing this. No doubt, but it's going to be some things, like I say, sitting in the locker room, playing for Chip, mm-hmm. playing for Andy Reid, playing for it's, – it's, it's some things that you're like, hey, why Andy doing that? Even though Andy's your greatest coach of all time and you love Andy, and it's some things like, like why Andy? You know but what then, I mean? But, 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 so I'll give you – so you asked about Andy Reid. I'll give you an example where when, you, when you're a player, you have so much success in a scheme, in a system, right? Mm-hmm. Even the coach tell you stuff that you don't want to hear. You, no you might not like it. You might not agree with it. No not like, you might not agree with I don't think it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You're going to do it because you got that trust, right? Mm-hmm. Andy Reid's one of them dudes mm-hmm. where he might say some stuff. Yeah. I might look at You already said mm-hmm. But, yo, I'm doing it. No some dudes just like, I don't want to say like um, I'm, I'm, I'm fooled. I don't want to mm-hmm. say that word fooled, but like you believe so yeah. much. That's where great leaders come from. Yeah. So he just automatically do it. Yeah, he got that's, all, that's all I'm saying. Where dude like Belichick yeah. is, has so much high. It's no like, yo. We might not like it, Asha, but we're going to do this because, look, at he got six rings. Yeah. Joy, break, get, get in here real quick. What do you make of the hire? Do you agree with it? Not do you agree with it, but do you love it? I do love it. We do need more black coaches. Yes, we do. So I, I love that. I love that this was already in the works. So it may have seemed like a, a quick hire, but it, it obviously wasn't. Mm-hmm. This is something that they had been planning for. I love that part of it because this isn't going to feel so unexpected to anybody in the building. There are things that go on in buildings that we are not privy to as media or as fans that players know and the organization knows what's actually going on, which to me means he's been grooming for this mm-hmm. for a while, which I like. I'm not a huge fan of it's got to be it's got to be someone from the the Patriot way. It's got to be someone in the family. I think sometimes organizations and and you see this a lot in college programs get so caught up in that it it limits your ability to see and and sometimes make the right hire. I agree. But when you're moving off of a guy like Bill Belichick, the name of Bill Belichick, the legacy that Bill Belichick has in New England, we can think whatever we want of New England. Patriots fans probably do not agree with us. They might think that Tom Brady was more important, but they are 
seeing this, this dynasty through a bit more rose-colored glasses, as they should. They enjoyed going to nine Super Bowls and winning six of them. He also enjoyed the high level of success with Bill Belichick when he was still winning. So where, where I think this is a good hire... Uh, surfacely, and of course, we'll see how it goes. What I like about this is he has seen the highs of Bill Belichick yeah. and the lows of Bill Belichick. So while he may have only been with the Patriots, which in this situation I think is a good thing because you sort of have to you don't have to, but I, I like that they're sort of weaning everybody off of the Bill Belichick culture. They're not going like, yeah. let's go right into somebody who's totally different, who doesn't understand the sensitivities in the building, who doesn't understand the, the, the fan base, doesn't understand the city, doesn't understand the players and the history there. He does. So when you, you, sometimes when you get new hires in, look what happened with, with the Broncos, with Sean Payton, right? He came in, boom, everything's different. We're talking bad about the, 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 ro- the roster that was there last year. We're talking about, about the coaches that were there last year and that was his prerogative to do but you're not going to get that with Gerard Mayo he's going to handle things with a bit more sensitivity because he was a part of that obviously he's not going to diss the the players like he was a part of of the failure of it and he was a part of the success of it so that's what makes me less nervous about just following in in the Belichick way and also Belichick did have a lot of success (laughs) like I'm saying that quietly because we've been very critical of what happened and who gets the credit for it but he was in the building when they were having success and he was in the building when they were absolutely not and they have the third overall pick he can he can completely change the direction of the organization offensively and bring in new players better find time yeah that's why for me I got a question I got a question for you well it's not Belichick so you might not need that I'm saying the highs and lows of Belichick's career he'd been in with the highs because Tommy was there I'm I'm saying that in regard to like how things were done (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I, I agree with you because I, I do think that like um, having a player that was there or a coach that was there, right? Like like the player, like when a new coach comes in there, for example, when Chip Kelly came in there, like it was weird because changed everything. We gotta like learn his style. Yep. We gotta like meet yep. now the players gotta under, uh, introduce themselves to him. You know what yep. I'm saying? So like maybe like yo, what's up, coach? Might not be cool with him. Yep. Hey, how you doing, coach? How's everything? All right. Where oh, what's up? That, what's up, Andy? Compared I thought to, that's better though. No, but what I'm saying is like that's why I kind of do like him. Already being there because right. the, the deep players, they used They already know. Him. Right, guys in the hallway, even if they're not knowing on him. No him but it, you, yeah. But enough to know, like, okay, I take him serious. It's things like that I, I do like. It's interesting. Uh, do you guys think Bill Belichick had anything to do with this hire? Thousand percent. Yep, yeah, absolutely. A thousand percent. Mm-hmm. It would allegedly was oh, in Gerard Mayo's contract mm-hmm. that he would be the successor once Bill Belichick were oh, wow. to part ways. Yeah. So this was something that we knew of. And here's what's interesting we're all saying we like that he was a part of the Patriots organization, but it might hurt them that he was a part of the Patriots organization. So which way are y'all really leaning? Because my biggest fear, and and, 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 and Joy, I think I heard you most clearly because I heard you last, is there is strength to him being a part of the Patriots. But to me, that's the concern. Mm -hmm. That's my greatest concern. What I love about now working on this show, working at this network, I've been a lot of places. I was at another network. I was at local news. I was at a small, so like, I've been about four different places. So now I'm like, hey, why do we do this like this? I actually like how this place did it better. Mm. No, I like what we do better than how this place did that. Wait, why don't we start the show like that? Why don't we start the show like that? Because this show starts the show like that. But if I was only ever here, then all my knowledge would be drawn from here, yeah. as opposed to being able to draw knowledge from this network in this part of the country, this network Good in that point. part of the country, yeah. local news, national news. So Mayo can only draw from the Patriots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. D'Amico Ryans, he could draw from the Niners and Shanahan, mm-hmm. or he could draw from Chip Kelly, or he could draw from, maybe he was there with O'Brien with the Texans, for better or for worse. He could draw from different yeah. places. Mike Vrabel, he could draw from Ohio State. <clears throat> he could draw from the Texans. He could draw from Belichick. So. 
Mayo can only, only, only draw from Belichick. That concerns me to the highest degree. People marry their high school sweethearts and have some of the best relationships that we've seen. Mm. Some people be out in the streets mm. most of their life and don't meet their love of their life till they're 50. There's a million different ways to do things. There's lots of guys who've been on a lot of coaching staffs who get an opportunity and are bad. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I absolutely see both sides of it. I hear the concern, but to me, he could fail going to a bunch of places or he could fail only being here. Yeah. I, what I do like about it is they're not completely, they're not completely, they don't need a complete rebuild, right? Like their defense was good, right? Mm-hmm. Good, well, not I'm a defensive coach though. Okay. Right? Top okay. 10's not good? Yeah, no, but, but he, you didn't need a defensive help. You no, 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 but I'm saying when help. you're talking about building an organization, it's not like he's starting with rubble. They have a good defense. He's a part of that side of the ball. Hire the right offensive coordinator. Don't hire a defensive coordinator and a special teams guy to coach your new quarterback, which we're assuming that they're going to draft me, the quarterback. Let me push the back and challenge this draft. respectfully. If your defense is already good and Mayo was already on staff and Mayo was already coordinating the defense, why not hire an offensive mind? Because your defense Gucci. So you don't need a head coach to fix the de defense. is good. Keep him in the exact same position. Why not bring in an offensive mind? Find a quarterback yeah. or fix your quarterbacks. Because I, 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 everything you're saying is accurate, but I would use your logic and make a different but decision. I, but I'm looking at it from the opposite way because you had a top 10 defense. Mm -hmm. Leave the dude that's been in there coaching his top 10 defense. Right. You know what I'm saying? So the defense don't got to learn a whole defense. Who knows where they might go learning a whole defense, different terminology from a different defensive coordinator. You got the same defensive coordinator. Now go build this offense, draft, free agency, whatever. Find you a quarterback, whatever you're going to do. Get you a really good offensive coordinator, young, old, it don't matter, but a good one that knows what he's doing to be able to help your quarterback, whoever comes in there. And now you build this offense. But for me, I love it, and I'm on, I'm on the, the, the other side of this because we talk player coach all the time. We do. This is a player's coach. Yeah. Antonio Pierce is a player's coach. And when you see the locker room and you see the bond with these dudes on the team with a real player's coach, it's different, right? So we can go with the Patriot way and all that. This dude played the game. Mm -hmm. This dude been in the locker room. This dude, you can't tell me over his whatever stint he had with Bill Belichick, however many years he played with him, that he just agreed with everything. It's certain things that he watched in the building and the organization. Like, nah, let me ask as you, a let player, me ask you a we, we, we don't want that. Let me ask you this then. Why not Vrabel? Mike Vrabel was in that division. Mike Vrabel has won the division before. He's upset Lamar Jackson when Lamar Jackson had a 14-2 season, a unanimous MVP. Mike Vrabel was a linebacker for the Patriots. I believe he won more Super Bowls for the Patriots. I believe he has more individual accolades as a linebacker for the Patriots. He had higher highs with the Patriots. Mike Vrabel also was with the Texans, was with the Titans, was at Ohio State, and has much more coaching experience. Obviously, I believe it was in Mayo's contract, but would you be more excited about Vrabel, who checks every box you're speaking of, former coach, but checks boxes that Mayo can't yet coach? Well, see, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that because we haven't seen what the young fella can do yet. Okay. Right? I think that's everybody on the outside looking in. He played, Vrabel played, and we've seen what Vrabel did as a head coach. So it's like, hey, man, the sexier pick or sexier, sexier hire is, is Vrabel. But the young dude yeah. could be special. Yeah. And, and yeah. we don't know, and, he, and he's played and been there in this Patriots organization as well. Well said. This is fascinating. I'm surprised that the Patriots were able to move as fast as they did. We'll see if it was a quick mistake or the fastest brilliant decision in the organization's history. When we return, Joy's handing out flowers. We will see if LaShawn McCoy gets any. He's been waiting about Checks Watch 19 weeks now. So we'll see what breaks down. You do not want to miss it. Next on Speak.
It's been my favorite week in the history of sports in quite a long time. Joy Taylor, you got some unsung heroes in sports. Who are you giving flowers to today? Well, we'll start with three coaches. Their runs came to an end this week. Pete Carroll stepped aside as the head coach of the Seahawks, where he delivered Seattle's first and only Super Bowl trophy. He also won two national championships at USC. Right as we were processing that, Nick Saban retired from coaching. Like Carroll, Saban coached both in college and the NFL and had incredible success in college at LSU and Bama, where he won seven national championships. But just when we thought the week was done with the retiring and the coaches moving on, Bill Belichick and the Patriots parted ways after 24 years and six Super Bowls. We'll see if Carroll and Belichick coach again, but flowers to all three great coaches on their historical careers. Moving to the basketball court, this flower is not for Shady, but he did love the story. Flowers in the form of cash money for Coach Spo. My Miami Heat gave our two-time champion coach, Eric Spolstra, the most lucrative coaching contract in NBA history. His extension earns him $120 million over eight seasons and guarantees that the Heat will be a competitive team well into the 2030s. So shout out to Heat culture. It's very real. Coach Spo is a cornerstone of that organization. And shout out to the godfather, Pat Riley, as always. By the way, Coach Coach Spo's only been in the uh, Miami Heat organization in the NBA, has had quite a bit of success there, didn't bounce around. So you never know. Just a little shout out to our last block. And finally... I'm a Pittsburgh girl, but I'm going to give some flowers to the Cleveland Browns. They took care of their new old quarterback, Joe Flacco. (laughs) Since the Browns were locked into the fifth spot, they sat Flacco, which means he would miss out on a $75,000 incentive. So the Browns converted it into a roster bonus and cashed him out the 75 grand just for suiting up. Now, he's made $170 million in his career, but that doesn't matter. Money is money, and it's a very nice gesture by the Browns for the quarterback that could be the little glass slipper on their Cinderella run. So flowers to the Browns for that. Sometimes we have some bad stories about organizations not taking care of players, and I thought that was very nice. We are a a pro-player show, so. I did love this one, but you know what's fascinating? People don't realize this at home. Playoff checks ain't like game checks. Oh, no. Playoff checks, everybody makes the exact same amount of money, like $21,000, $25,000. Now, sounds like a lot, but conversely, some players' game checks have been like a million dollars before. And so, I know. So, in the playoffs, the owner's making a whole lot of money. I'm going to give Flacco some of that. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to give Flacco some of that, Brad. They did. They took care of it. (laughs) He got you to them playoffs. Coming up, James, you know the head coach for the Cowboys far too well, Mike McCarthy. But it's a revenge game for him, big dog. He's facing his former team, your former team, the Green Bay Packers. Will McCarthy's emotions get the best of him? Let's talk a little sports. Let's talk a little psychology. Let's talk a little Cowboys. Oh, this is going to be fascinating. Next on Speed. Make sure you play this week's Fox Super 6 free-to-play game. Download the Fox Sports app and enter for free for a chance to win your share of $10,000 in weekly cash prizes. Family, let's get to overtime. We are just one day away from the start of the playoffs. And Mike McCarthy, you already know that he has been working overtime this week because he's facing his former team where he spent 13 seasons. That's the Green Bay Packers. He won a Super Bowl there. We have all had revenge moments. We've played in revenge games. We've had revenge situations in our life. So, James, answer me this. Could Mike McCarthy's emotions, your former coach, could they get the best of him? This is a huge game going up against a former team, the team that replaced him, the team that knocked the Cowboys out of the playoffs several times, and he was the coach of the Packers then. Mm. Could they get the best of him? 
No, no. Number one, Coach Mike, since he's been with the Cowboys, has already been back to Green Bay, played against Aaron Rodgers, you know, got that whole type of emotions. And how'd that end? He lost. But you already been through that, right? So this one here, this is a totally different situation. They coming into your house. There's no Aaron Rodgers. It's not really a lot of ties to players that even played with Coach Mike there. I think it may be like three or four players on the roster that played against him. So I don't think he's really out to prove nothing to let the organization know, like, y'all messed up letting me go. I don't think that's what he's about. Now, I do think a couple years ago when he lost to Aaron Rodgers, he definitely wanted to come back. Emotions kind of got the best of him, you know, and let him know, like, hey, y'all chose LaFleur over me. I wanted to come in here and let Field and beat y'all up. But now, no. With what he's done with the Dallas Cowboys, I think he's shown how good of a coach he is. Go out there and win the ball game. This one here is really simple for Coach Mike. You have the better quarterback right now. You have the better football team right now. You're coaching better right now. And you at home. Go get the job done. Joy, the Cowboys were 195 and 0. Went up by 14 points going into the fourth quarter. Mm. They were 195 and 0. Went up by 14 points heading into the fourth quarter until Mike McCarthy went to Lambeau Field Ooh, last year. Ooh, you should have hit me with that first. <laughs> <laughs> until Mike McCarthy went to Lambeau Field Ooh. last year and a Packers team which finished the season 8-9, and nine, I believe, mm-hmm. beat the Dallas Cowboys, which finished the season 12-5. and yeah. 195-0, Mike McCarthy couldn't get it done. Do you think he could collapse under that emotional pressure? We did see last year a pivotal collapse by the boy. That game was in... In Green Lambo. Bay? Lambo. Yeah, in Lambo. Are they playing in Dallas this weekend? In Dallas. They in Dallas. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> when, when you first get scorned, I don't know, this is what I hear, mm-hmm. but, you know, you, you want to kind of improve. No question. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I you're mean, better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you look better. You're doing better. After a couple of years, you don't care about none of that. Cool. Love that for you. Not even thinking about it. See them great. I don't know. That's, that's, that's how I see it going down. I don't even think of Mike McCarthy and Green Bay anymore. Like, I know that he won his Super Bowl there, but, like, when I think – that's not the first thing I think of. I think of him as the Cowboys coach. So he erased all the Packers' memories being – No, not the memories, but I'm saying, like, when I think of <laughs> him now – I want to make it personal. I was saying, like, when I think of him, I don't think of Green Bay. You think of Dallas. Now, yes. Now, when he first left, yes, I was uh, sure. But, like, enough time has passed for me. I feel like, and, it, uh, and I can't speak for him, obviously, but it, it is at home. He did have that collapse. He has different responsibilities now. Aaron's not there. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different team. It, it's, it's not even associated anymore. If that happens now, like, you got to get, you know, you need a therapist. Yeah. Like, we, we got to get some things worked out because this, that's, the, that's the league. You're going to coach different places. You're likely going to play different places. If you can't get over the emotion of going up against your old team this many years out with this much new stuff going on, like you got something else going on. And they're at home. I don't think this is going to come down to an emotional situation. He doesn't have anything to prove to them at this point. So I, I, I'm going to say he's not. Gonna Shady, I want to personalize it for you because you've been there. You've been there. You've been there. You, you've played for the Bills. You had to play against the Eagles a couple years later. So – Personalize it because you have experience yeah, different my, than everybody. I think mine's different because I, I'm not a coach. I think the coaches are a little different. Um, and especially, like, he's been removed from the Packers for, for so long. A lot of his guys that he probably drafted are not there. I'll give you an example of a better one, not myself, but with Andy Reid. When, um, when we let him go in Philadelphia, or when they let him go. They let him go in Philadelphia. <laughs> and um, he went to the Chiefs. We had a home game, night game. Um, I, had, I had, like, 160-something yards, two touchdowns. Just to let you know that. <laughs> anyway. Andy Reid, he didn't, so pregame, he didn't come out, right? He didn't come out. He didn't want the emotions to get the better of him and emotions to get better of his players on his team and our team. And 
as pregame wore down, you know, all the teams come back together. They, they do their little warm-ups. He came later to that. And I remember it was like, I was so mad. Like, dang, what's up, man? What's, big guy, what's going on? And after the game, he was like, I didn't want to uh, lose my cool, right? I'm the, I'm the leader of my team. And, and, and they got emotional for him, seeing all the ex-players that he's undrafted, mm. this and the third. And he said, also, not this my team, but, but the guys that I play with. I still got love from dudes. So I think the difference is now McCarthy's removed for so long from the Packers, right? And also, the coaches, they, they're leaders, Right. And, and as players, you just some, some guys are just really, really good players. Mm-hmm. You're not going to find a lot of Tom Brady's like Aaron Rodgers, is a great player. but He's not a great leader. So but the coaches, they have to be a leader to lead their troops, to lead their group, coaches and players. And I think they do a good job of knowing what's OK, and what's not OK. So I think he'll be fine for this game. But here's the hard part for me. Sometimes we forget that coaches, athletes are human. Like, it sounds good in theory, especially when you're playing a video game. When I used to play video games, I would always turn the weather down to snow because it looked cooler. Mm-hmm. But in real life, I hated playing in the cold weather. It's cool. But in real life, you're talking about real people. Mike McCarthy got fired, if you will, by the Packers, Mm -hmm. a team he brought a Super Bowl to. Mike McCarthy had to get gone. They brought in the younger, the fresher mind, the better Matt LaFleur. So to me, regardless of where it's played, James, there's still going to be emotions in Mike McCarthy's head because he's looking on the other side and he's seeing the yellow, he's seeing the green, he's seeing that. I think there's still going to be something there that might impact him during the course of the game, don't you think? Well, yeah, I mean, he's going to want to win. I mean, he's, gonna, he's definitely going to want to win the football game. At a higher capacity than playing another team? Because, of course, no, any coach No, I wouldn't wanna. say that, and I kind of agree with Joy and Shady. It's been too long. Like, I remember when I left the, left the Packers, I went to the Raiders, right? Played for the Raiders for one year. I got released by the Raiders, right? I go back to the Packers. We played the Raiders. I said, oh, it's going down, mm-hmm. right? And I went to work on the, on the Raiders. But if I would have played the Raiders two years later, it's over. Like, I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing now. Let me ask you, you know this. what I'm saying? Would you have not felt that way if you continued to play the Packers? Because the Packers is where you spent nine years of your career. McCarthy was in Green Bay for 13 years. Yeah. I understand you only wanting to go back on the Raiders, but that wasn't who you were. You're not a Raider. Yeah. You're a Packer. But that's why I think it really would have only been that first time. Like, okay. if, I, if the first time I had to go back in Lambeau and y'all didn't want to re-sign me or whatever it want to be, y'all cut me, whatever it want to be, like... Yes, I want a ball to let y'all know, like, y'all messed up. Whoever y'all got in my spot right now, y'all messed up. I'm better than him. I want to prove that. But playing them two, three times, that, that don't mean nothing to me no more. And I think Coach Mike is in that situation. He already dealt with that. I've been to Green Bay. I dealt with all the emotions of that. Aaron Rodgers was there. They played a video of me up there of all my accomplishments. I got a street. I, got, I, I had to go through all that already. Now this is in Dallas. It's been a couple years. All that's past me. I really ain't got nothing to prove. Yeah, I mean, you're, I understand he's human, but you had your opportunities to get all those emotions out, to James's point. Like, your first time back or you're, you're there – you're seeing everything. Okay, you can be in an emotional space. At this point, if you're emotional, you you, you literally you need yeah. to talk to somebody about this. Like it's <laughs> it's been what four years? Yeah. Like you what what more motivation do you need to win this game than you might get fired? Yeah. Like that we're talking about is what he going to you... keep his job if he loses this game? Like I forget guess... who's on the other side of it. You better stay on you, task. To me, it's to me it's it's different. To me, it's every time I would play against the team that gave up on me, I would want to prove to that team they got the wrong guy. And they've all, you're already 0 for 1. Because yeah. you already let LaFleur beat you last year yeah. with a way sorrier team. Yeah, but that, team. Was, that, was, that wasn't in the postseason. So, like, and, and also, he had a great amount of success there. It's not like he was there, failed, and now he's trying to prove how good he really is. He reached the highest height that you can reach there. He won a Super think, Bowl. Don't you think he has to prove it to them? No. 
I don't even because care. Because they I don't, don't think so. Maybe, maybe. I can't speak for him. I don't care about what Mike McCarthy and Green Bay got going on. That's not, that's not interesting drama to me. You've been outside of Green Bay for four years now. You have an all-pro quarterback. You coach the Dallas Cowboys. We have expectations of you going to the Super Bowl with them. You have all pros and pro bowlers everywhere. You, you won your division. If you're still talking about Green Bay. Yeah. For me, I think, the, I think more of the pressure's on the floor. Yeah. We got this dude out of here for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we got this dude out of here for you with a really good football team, too, with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and all these boys over there thinking you was taking us to that game, and you ain't been there yet. And now this dude we got rid of for you done won 12, 12, 12 to the playoffs. Ain't no coach in Cowboys history done that, and now he's sending you home again? Yeah. That's a good point. James, apparently you got some footage of you and uh, playing for the Packers. I, Come on. I don't know what it is yet, oh, but... Oh, the Super Bowl? Yep. Yeah, oh. Super Bowl. Uh, now, so they're going to show the drop. Oh. See what I'm saying? Dang. That's, 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 y'all going to start with that? Yeah, that's, 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 Ooh, that's the footage the producers that we have that's, of James that, in the Super Bowl. That's good for, for my Packers. kids to see, though. You know what I mean? Just keep you humble. Yeah, and show me bouncing back, though. You ain't going to show <laughs> Yo, me making the play. Getting, <laughs> I mean, I have five for, you know, for some good yardage. Was you getting jammed up right there? Was you jammed? No, I wasn't getting jammed. I was jammed up now, Shady. Okay, now I was like you was. I know. Like you was kind of. So y'all going to show one catch, and I have about five, six. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I, I know I helped now, my Now, James, team. you told me no crying in football. You know That's what, what you told me. Why y'all going to cut the crying? Yeah, no, nah, that's all good. You know my life story now. Of you course. You know what I'm saying? So all that just, whoa. Like, homeless no kid. But Caleb Williams he's, can have life Homeless kid. Caleb, you see the confetti Caleb, coming Caleb. down. That's just everything that I've been doing. I'm the best in the world. So Caleb Williams ain't the best in the world right there. I was a champion. I was a champion. James had five catches, 56 yards. Oh, five catches for 50 yards in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good day. Talk my my third down catches too now. Okay, (laughs) you're doing too much. I'm not even talking advanced We we brought this up. I'm talking advanced statistics We got the W. That's all that that matters, champ. Well, who will get the W in the Browns versus Texas game? Texans game. We're just 24 hours away from that kick. CJ Stroud, Joe Flacco, both having dream seasons. But somebody got to wake up, and the dream has to come to an end. Which dream season ends? That's next on Speak. Family, we are in a hurry-up offense. It has been a phenomenal season, a dream season for the Cleveland Browns, Joe Flacco. But also on the flip side, C.J. Stroud has led the Texans to the playoffs as a rookie, hard to do. Joe Flacco, 4-1, and one, I believe he is, or 3-1 and one as a starter. C.J. Stroud finished the season incredibly strong. Shady, dream season for the Browns, dream season for the Texans. But unfortunately, as they play one another, one of these dream seasons has to come to an end. Both teams have been incredible, both storylines incredible. Both coaches are probably going to finish one and two coach of the year. Stefanski, D'Amico Ryans. You're talking about two of the best coaches this season. Which dream season comes to an end, big dog? Ah, <clears throat> I'm going to the Texans, right? Mm. I-, I want the Texans to win. I, I mean, D'Amico Ryans is one of my favorite people in yep. general, right? Yeah. Yeah. I had him play with Philadelphia. And then one of my new favorite players is C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. Kids balling, balling, giving out crazy work every year crazy. or every, every week. And I didn't know that he would be this good. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the Texans would be this good, have a chance to even play in the playoffs. But I just think that the youth, I think the experience, and I think of just a rookie is going to eventually become a rookie, mm-hmm. right? I feel like all year he hasn't had a real rookie moment. We see Bryce Young have rookie moments. I can name guys, right? From the greatest freaking pay man, he had a lot of rookie moments. Yeah, how are you CJ Stroud has, hasn't had that yet. He's been like elite. And I think in the playoffs, that pressure – um, uh, the magnitude of the game, right? The, and this type of defense he's going to go against with, with, with Cleveland. 
who's been in this type of thing where, look, look we know who we are. Our identity is we're going to run the ball. We're going to let Joe, who's been playing phenomenal lately, a couple passes here and there, play great defense and win the game. I think with the Texans, that the youth, that I think the inexperience is going to play a big role. So I want the Texans to win, but I, I think that it, it might be over. Shady, your take is my exact take. I, I want D'Amico Ryans to win. Mm-hmm. And Texans, yeah. But D'Amico Ryans, I would love for him to win. My former teammate, literally big bro, in the linebacker room. However, I think it comes to an end. Because the Cleveland Browns have already been the Texans before. They were just the Texans a couple years back. To me, it's all about the veteran presence that the Browns have. Kevin Stefanski, he's been a coach. He's been a coach of the year before. He's been coaching in the playoffs before. You got Joe Flacco. He's been a rookie before. He's been in the playoffs before. 11-0 touchdown to interception ratio in route to winning a Super Bowl. Miles Garrett, he's the Browns' best defensive player. The Texans' best defensive player, probably Derek Stingley, been in the league three or four years now. Miles Garrett, about eight, nine years. He's defensive player of the year candidate. The Texans haven't yet faced those lashes that the Browns have already faced. And I always believe before you can climb and ascend to the top of the mountain, you got to try and fail. Yeah. You've seen it with everybody. You try and fail. Mahomes, this first year, he tried and failed before he could get on top. So I think that Stroud will get there one day, as I think D'Amico will do. I just think that that day ain't tomorrow. That day ain't Saturday. <sighs> Man, both these teams got confidence right now. Both these teams is, you know, mm-hmm. getting on that roller coaster. Somebody got to drop. Yeah. Somebody got to drop. I just cannot forget, with all this pressure that was on this young boy against the Colts mm-hmm. and the way C.J. Stroud. He looked great. Look good. So when you did. ask me, yes, Joe Flacco is playing good football, but C.J. Stroud is on a whole nother level right now. Yes, he is. So I think it's over for the Cleveland Ooh. Browns. I, I, I truly do. I think their season ends in Houston. This young fella is balling. D'Amico has his defense playing well. But you just cannot, you just cannot take away the off-scripted plays that the young fella is making, right? He put that team on his back, right? Mm-hmm. Some of them plays, I mean, he came out the game with a 70-yard touchdown pass. And then, I mean, on that third down, I mean, that dime he threw, like, that's, that's, that's playoff play. That's big-time quarterback play. Like, that's special play, and that's how you win playoff games. We don't have Super Bowls or win playoff games if Aaron Rodgers is not special. And I'm sure Shady could touch on it, too. If Tom ain't special, they probably don't have that Super Bowl. And you need your quarterback to be absolutely special. And then again... What pressure are we playing with? I think all the pressure is on the Browns. Flacco been there. Flacco Super Bowl MVP, right? The Browns got the better defense. The Browns got the better star power and all that. This is a young team that had the second and third overall pick in the draft. Shouldn't even be here. There's some people that picked the Browns to go to the Super Bowl and be a really good football team with Deshaun Watts. These dudes shouldn't even be here. So this is house money at the crib that they playing with and their quarterback is playing out of his well, they, They're from Cleveland, the people that did that? Oh, my God. There's <laughs> a lot of people that was high on Cleveland. Way higher than they was on the <laughs> Texans. Well, they're not, they weren't entirely wrong. They were just right for the wrong reasons. <laughs> You know, I'm very split on this. Uh, I could see this going either way, so I don't feel very strongly. I'm picking the Texans mostly because of C.J. Stroud. Uh, Again, we're we're getting very high on the Browns here. Like, there was a reason Joe Flacco was coming off the couch. He's playing great right now. He deserves all the flowers. Okay, we gave him flowers. Like, he deserves it. But 
Like, we've seen him be bad also. No doubt. Yes, so, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if, if we got that version. I wouldn't be shocked if we got the version that we've been getting, which is really, really good. So I could completely see this going either way. I know this is a very lukewarm take, but that's how I feel. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns season ends. I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans season ends. Browns obviously have an incredible defense, but you're relying on a Joe Flacco that, again, was just coming off of the couch. On the other side, you've got a rookie quarterback. We have the stat right there. Rookie quarterbacks are 0-3 in the playoffs against number one defenses. What I, where I will lean towards the Texans is they are at home. Mm-hmm. So that, that is something. And I just think that he's C.J. Stroud is just playing at a really, really high level. So the, if there's momentum on either side, I would say it's with the Texans. But I'm excited to see how this, tur- this turns out. Either way, house money, I think they both play with house money. The Browns are not supposed to be here. You don't have your franchise quarterback. You, you, you've been going through this. It's, it's, sort, it's a Cinderella run. Anytime it's a Cinderella run, you're not supposed to be there. <laughs> and the Texans, obviously, no one knew what to expect. You had the second and the third overall pick. D'Amico Ryans is a rookie head coach. You've got a rookie quarterback. Both of these teams have... I don't want to say overachieved, but they no, both they've overachieved. Had, no, they've overachieved. They both had great show. Overachieved. I, no he, I never seen him play this good. He had that little stretch. In the That's play right. That, but other than that, he, he yeah, they both not, had great seasons. Either like way, this. either way, obviously you want to win, and and fans will be disappointed and owners will be disappointed. But I don't think either one of them, however this game goes, should walk off the field with their heads down. Like to to, to make it as far as you have with a rookie head coach and a, and a rookie quarterback with D'Amico Ryan's and C.J. Stroud is is incredible. And the Browns are doing this without their franchise quarterback. That's why I think it comes to an end for the Texans. As a defender, I've been in meeting rooms going up against rookies before, going up against freshmen before. There's nothing better. There's nothing you love more than going up against a rookie because you're going to throw them a look they ain't yet seen before. And keep in mind, who's the D.C. we're talking about? We're talking about Jim Schwartz. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not just talking about a guy. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about a defensive coordinator that's won a Super Bowl before yeah. going up against Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, the Eagles offense balled out like crazy in that yeah. game. Tom yeah, Tom, Tom, Tom had a past Super Bowl record <laughs> in that game. So yeah. I do add context. I don't ever try to show it. Schwartz is good, though. He's good. But all that being said, like, Jim Schwartz has a number one defense as far as yards allowed. Yeah. So this ain't going to be C.J. Stroud, Swiss Army knife like it was with the Colts. Jim Schwartz and Miles Garrett, yeah. uh, uh, and Ward, and Ward Delpit came off of IR, like, if I'm not mistaken. Like, yeah. they are licking their chops. C.J. Nice. Practice. Yeah, but I, they, they, I believe he is playing. He's going to play, though, yeah. C.J. Stroud is nice, but again, we have to use in context. He's real nice for a rookie. Yeah, and I think they match up well with him on defense. I think this... Other than C.J. Stroud, I think Singletary's been playing really, 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 really good. Um, but other than that, like, I got some guys that's just playing okay. I mean, playing good, but I look at the names. I look at the matchups. And I feel like when you watch the Browns on defense, they can match up yeah. well. Cornerbacks to, to dudes up front, Miles get like, they can match up. So who do you think, this, who do you think it benefits more? Because they played each other this season, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. Joe Flacco made some crazy throws to where Amari Cooper toe-tapping and all that. Yeah, right, made, right. made some crazy plays. So do you think it helps Joe Flacco playing against the Texans defense, or do you think it's going to help young C.J. Stroud already seeing this number one defense once already mm-hmm. during the season? To me, always been, it would benefit the younger Stroud. It would benefit the younger Stroud. I, but I'm just thinking to myself, the Browns have a whole bunch of vets. Oh, I didn't even get to this point. This is probably my strongest point. The Texans, they on a high right now. After the Texans beat the Colts, and we've all been here before, after the Texans beat the Colts, to get into the playoffs, whole phone blow up. Yo, y'all made it, y'all made it. Congrats, baby. Stroud, I'm so proud of you. Hey, let me get tickets. Y'all hosting the game? Hey, I just need about two of them. I'll pay you the taxes for them. Hey, let me get some tickets. Texans are on a high. The Browns knew they were in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They didn't play Week 18. Mm-hmm. So even from a psychological standpoint, and D'Amico, I believe, is a great coach, but you know how hard it will be to get that incredibly young team mm-hmm. to lock back in in the middle of the week to get ready to face the Browns team. Meanwhile, Joe Flacco's like, 
cool. We made the playoffs. Yeah. Miles Garrett's like, uh, what, what this mean? Kevin Stefanski's like, we've been here before. So I'm just, even from the psychology standpoint, the Texans, they're geeked to be here. Yeah. But the Browns, they just getting started but, in my mind. But that's why I like this for the Texans, because they at the crib. Like, if it was on the road, it would be a totally different thing. Is that good for a young team, though? You know what it is. The momentum and, and everything. But and the, the distractions as well. The distractions as well of being at the crib. What you mean by destroy kind of distractions at the crib? Talk to me. I'm talking about, one, you got to get bothered by people coming in town, people doing this, people, just the dumb stuff. Y'all know what it is. Hey, man, I'm coming in. Can I, can can me and my lady come? Mm -hmm. Y'all got field passes? Let me get them. Just the dumb Mm -hmm. stuff. Just the annoying stuff that we don't really talk about on television that you got to deal with when you at the crib. I just love you in that field. All that don't even matter. matter. It might be before that. Once you're in that field, you locked in. Not even like on the field, but like when getting a tunnel as far as going into the locker room. Yeah. Put my head to song. I don't care about none of that. I think it helps the, the young team being at home. Mm-hmm. Really no, quick. The crowd noise and all that. All that matter, though. No doubt. Really quick. Uh, D'Amico been to a Super Bowl coaching? No. With the Niners? No. no with the Niners. With yeah, the Niners. Yeah, been to a Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, been to Super Bowl. So, as a coach, that's when you step in now. Hey, all this stuff is about to come. I done been in the playoffs as a player playing in the playoffs. I done been in the playoffs as a coach. These distractions are, they, they coming. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. So get your tickets and all that out the way by Monday or Tuesday, whoever coming to this game. Because when we hit Wednesday, it is go time, and we need to play football, point blank period. So your mama, your daddy, and all that, your aunties, uncles, and all that, hey, if you ain't got no tickets by Tuesday, I can't help you, Jack. That's it. Oh, uh, well, there will be no distractions as we watch Wild Card Weekend. When we return, we will tell you all who we are picking to win each game. A couple unanimous picks we have. A couple toss-ups, family. Come back for that next on. Family, our two-minute drill. I got great news for James Jones. Now, James, you are only 13 spots back, and there are 13 games remaining. So if you pick every game right, and Shady and I pick every game wrong, there could be a tie. This is where we currently stand. So I got to go with Pittsburgh, and I got to pick all underdogs, basically. Basically. Okay, now let's look at the picks we went with for this weekend. It seems like we are all unanimous on the Bills, yeah. and that is it. Uh. Joy, you like the Dolphins uh. over the Chiefs. I mean, I, Allegiance I can't, pick. I can't not pick the Dolphins. Mm, what I look like, I'm not picking the Dolphins. The Dolphins win. <laughs> I'm with you, Joy. That's why I'm the lone one with the pack. Yeah. <laughs> so, gotta we gotta have some with, emotional picks. Gotta ride with my y'all, pack. y'all like the Rams over the uh, why you pick the, the Lions. Bucks, though, bro. I mean, have we seen how Philly been playing? Yeah, the Bucks been playing? Um, <laughs> God, they've been playing better than Philly as of late. Oh, stay ready. Family, appreciate ready. y'all hanging with us during this crazy I'll week. Stay ready. That's it for us. We'll see y'all. Uh,